Hello and welcome to the Student Council Podcast, an educational advice show made for students and by students, where everyone is qualified to talk about their own experiences. My name is Carter Dvorak, and today I am so very excited to be joined by the one, the only, Amy Douglas. Amy Douglas, how are you today? What have been your favorite five minutes of the past week? Thank you for coming on the podcast. I can't wait to talk to you. Thank you for having me. Um, Well, this past week, well, this past Sunday, it was like Mother's Day, so I very much enjoyed spending time with my mom and my sister as we watched watched Queer Eye on Netflix. I love that show. Um, favorite show of mine. And it is just so heartwarming. So definitely my best five or should I say like maybe three hours. <laughs> Somewhere in that range. I love that. I need to watch Queer Eye. I, I, I know of it. It seems like a very sweet show. It is. Oh my gosh. Fun, heartwarming, best. Yeah. And happy Mother's Day to, to Mrs. Douglas as well. Always. It's a good day. It's a sleigh. Yes. Same to your mother too. Thank you. Now, Amy, we are rising sophomores. You Have you let that sink in yet? Like, we are no longer first years. That is still mind-boggling to me because just settling the fact that I was a first year at college was like a whole process. So second year, absolutely crazy. Like time just flies. Time absolutely just flies. I'm curious to think back on your first year. Like how are you, are you reflecting on it now? Like how have you kind of thought back to your first year of school? How how did it go? Oh my gosh. My first year was just an exciting journey. I, it was exciting, fun, transformational. I was so excited and proud of everything that I did and all the new connections that I made. It was honestly more than my little first year heart could ever imagine. So I wouldn't trade it for the world. Oh, that's very <laughs> sweet. It is. It's more than I think what you could have imagined. It's definitely not what I was expecting. What would like what were the expectations that you held going to school? And also why Michigan? To ask the question that the college always asks. Right. Um, I'd say what really pushed me to Michigan was that I was always interested in combining subjects. Um, At first, it was going to be business and music. So when it came to Michigan, I always considered Michigan like my little music school. And I loved um, exploring that avenue. But then I realized I really wanted to get into film. And Michigan also had that. So I think that's really what settled me with Michigan. And on top of that academic opportunity, there was so many extracurricular opportunities, specifically with football, Big Ten, and being in their marching band, which I was very excited about that possibility. And I think that's like what settled me with Michigan. But um, going through my first year, I think one of my biggest expectations was that it was going to be so straightforward. I was going to just go to my classes, come back, maybe do a couple of extracurriculars in between, um, have everything organized, my homework. I just do from like six till 10 and then go to bed. And it's not your first year is not it's um, it's much more than that. And I was like so excited to just kind of go through that journey. It's not straightforward as I thought, but just kind of navigating the whole thing. Um, that is like, that's what makes college just like the best time of your life. Yeah, it is. It's significantly more sporadic than I think anybody expects it to be, which yeah. is really cool. And it is like very special. I want to jump right into that marching band stuff. We'll talk a little bit more about that because like that's a early process and an early commitment for you. So you were locked in on marching band. Like you really were passionate about music. When did you like really make the leap and be like, this is what I'm doing? And like, what did that look like for you on the day today? And what were some of your highlights? Right. I did marching band in high school which I was very fond of. 
Um, I loved it every second. And so when going to college, it was always the decision of do I continue it or is high school where I ended? And when imagining myself attending the football games, I could not imagine myself outside of the marching band. So that was when I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it my shot. I shot my little audition video and I was very fortunate to make it in. And I loved every second and I continue to love every second of being a part of the band. Um, One of my biggest highlights, it was performing for the University of Maryland halftime show. Um, That one was special to me because my dad went to Maryland. So that rivalry was definitely present. But also performing with the alumni band, like there was probably like six hundred people on the field that day for that halftime show so it was definitely so memorable for me and then on top of that just high stepping out of Ravelli our little rehearsal hall like nothing matches that feeling that rush of adrenaline to like go to the big house and I love that but to answer like what being in the marching band would kind of look like um it would be two hour rehearsals throughout the school year Monday through Friday And then Saturday is game day. And so you're there all day um, preparing for the halftime show, preparing for pregame, and then obviously going to and from the big house and celebrating with students, parents, all of them for the football game. So lovely. It is so lovely. It was so cool. I I still think about when I got to watch you march out of Ravelli and like you were right there and the energy coming off of you and the entire band was absolutely electric in that moment. It's so cool. And I'm so glad that you had that opportunity and really loved it. I guess I'm curious for anybody who's maybe like, like an incoming first year looking into the band. When did you submit that audition video? Like when does that process begin? Right. Um. The cool thing is the audition window is actually open right now. So if you are interested, you can go and do that right now. Um. I would have to say though, um, it looks different for if you're auditioning as a woodwind or a color guard member or drumline. But I, on behalf of woodwinds, audition window is now open. And it will be open until July 14th. So my audition process and the audition process in general is recording yourself, recording scales, and then um, two or three excerpts of songs and just submitting it. It's super easy. You just also add a little profile stating your name, a little bit about you, and then you're like on your way. That's amazing. Yeah, I I think that if you're interested in the band, I would definitely recommend trying out. Um, It still seems like just a wonderfully cool opportunity and something that I'm so proud to always get to see you in. And you're doing it again next year i know yes yes let's go exciting. it's gonna be so fun it's gonna be so much fun yes so much to look forward to too the new season is gonna be exciting yeah i actually i i don't want to linger i have more questions about band which is <laughs> so like i was kind of surprised and maybe this was just a jump from high school marching band to college every single game essentially or at least of all the games that i saw you was a different halftime show yes like that seems bonkers to me and i know that you have two hour rehearsals every day i guess i'm curious is like do you do you work on this simultaneously like do you work on like each halftime show in conjunction or is it like one week you're doing this show and then you play it and then you do the next week in the show and you play it and also also what is the process like um for auditioning to like be in the halftime shows i've heard like rumblings of how that works but, like do you really have to audition every week right that's like the little background of the process um, so it is kind of true. You do kind of have to audition for each halftime show if you're like in the woodwinds brass um, section of the band. 
But so honestly, it depends on the type of it depends on the game schedule. So a lot of the times, especially at the beginning of the school year, we have a lot of back to back games, meaning like there's a game each and every week. And so for that, that means we have different halftime performances each and every week. And so with that, our process basically is we take the music of this week and next week and we would begin learning it, but prioritizing the first week's music a bit more. Um, And we have a full day dedicated to music. Typically, that's Thursday where we would take a good chunk of that rehearsal time just going over music for that week and next week without any marching or any of that. But then other than that, we also have the full week of marching where we would focus on the first week's show. And then we also have a day dedicated to pregame because we also got to work on that. Yeah. And lastly, we have our Friday rehearsals in which we would come in normal rehearsal time to do auditions for the next show. But then we would come back later around six o'clock to do our rehearsal at the big house. And then finally is Saturday game day. Game day. Wow. I, I love it. I, I have so many more questions, but I will save them for off air or continued conversations. But like... It's so fun to do the band unpacked. Actually, no, I'm asking one more, which is, do you guys have like a band camp? We do, yes. Um, Yeah, our band camp is two weeks before school. And yeah, it's rigorous, but it is fun because you get to like spend like 10 hours every day with the best community ever. But yeah, you go in, you learn all the foundations or you refine them. And then you basically also prepare for the first show of the season because it comes very quickly. Yeah. yeah, that's so exciting. I, I want to talk a little bit more into like studies. We, we hinted on this business and things, but you just very recently declared that you were a dual degree of business and film and television studies. Such a sleigh. So excited for you. And you talked about coming in, like wanting to explore kind of two things together. But how did you see business and film as kind of a dual degree? Did you think of them more like as independent tracks or did you kind of always see those two as pretty conjoined? Right. I think originally I always kind of saw them a bit more separate in which it was like I can either pursue business or I can either pursue film and television and media however while coming to college you begin to like realize a whole new world of opportunities and so thanks to like all my professors and advisors I started to see even more overlap between the two um fields which I'm very grateful for um especially when developing my career path so um yeah like now also through my organization such as like Emaj I got to combine the two worlds with like producing which is very fun to explore like business optimization within production so yeah, I would say basically, although I found the paths independent at first, college kind of introduced me to a more conjoined path. It does. The one word that they really hammer into you in FTVM 150, which we'll get to in a minute, is that in is the word intersectional. Like I remember initially, I was just like, oh, they say this word a lot. And then I just started saying the word all the time. And it's like, it is, a, it's a good word. It fits in a lot of contexts. And I think that looking at the the cross sections of things and the intersectionality is, is a big element of college. You let me right into the next question i want to talk about imagination i want to talk about momo and this really really cool movie that you worked on and was a part of a short film and it was so fun to watch it uh i don't know if i ever told the story of basically uh, nisha and i were like in the in the back of the theater and we'd like peeked in and we're like okay we're gonna hopefully like we gotta watch amy's and she had to go like relatively quickly and she's like i'll stay for this one and like like it was the last one and she's like if this is momo then i'll stay but otherwise like i have to leave and i'm like it's gonna be momo and then like lo and behold momo comes on screen and i'm like just 
we just manifested that. Um, but it was incredible, and it was so cool to watch that short film in such a cool big theater. Everybody was applauding and super excited to see everybody else on screen. So, how did you get involved with Imagination? What is that? What is Imagination for the uninitiated? What was Momo for the uninitiated? Kind of the brief gist of the short film, and what was your role in that film? Right. Um. So, Imagination is a film organization on campus, and which focuses on producing student short films. And this year we were able to produce 15 of them. And as you said, that led to the 23rd MMAG annual film festival, which is very nice. And so how I got involved was last year's summer around this time, I was looking for organizations that I would like to join when I got on campus. And I knew I wanted to join a film organization. And as I was like exploring the options, MMAG was one of them that I saw. And once I got on campus, I began to learn more about the club and how it specializes in making films, which is the direction I want to get into. So I applied and I was fortunate to make it in. And that was how I started to work on my first short film, Momo, in which I served as an associate producer. And um, working with the production team, it was Steven who wrote and directed the, well, he wrote the short film. Then there was Jake who directed and produced it along with Kendall who also produced it. It was so amazing. I learned so much from them as they have so much experience in the FTVM world. And yeah, just seeing it on the big screen was just incredible. Um, And like, it was just so nice to just wrap up the year that way. That's so beautiful. It was such a fun film to watch, especially somebody who like, like Chef is one of my favorite movies of all time, who like loves food and loves like food and media. Like that was such a cute, like lovely short film to watch of just two people cooking together was so fun. The film orgs on campus truly are like some of the coolest orgs that I've seen. So shout out to them. Shout out to Emaj. Shout out. Yes. Love, love them. Shout out to Jeevan who also wrote it like that story just like warmed my heart so much that I was like I really hope to get a part of that and be a part of that whole production process but yeah that is so sweet okay now Amy I like doing course recaps with you know after finishing a semester kind of going through and breaking down the courses that I took and I thought it would be really fun for us to do a little bit of that together with FTVM 150 because we both took FTVM 150 I want to hear from your end why you jumped into this course did it have a really big impact on you double majoring dual degreeing or was it already like was that already the path and yeah what were your takeaways from the course Right. FTVM 150. It was FTVM 150 is a prerequisite to the FTVM major. So I always knew like I had to take that course at some point. However, um, although I had to take it, I always wanted to take it because FTVM like it's like the best world to be a part of. And so um, I also was confident about doing the dual degree in like business and film. But I would have to say after going through the course itself, I was just like, I was so sure in pursuing the dual degree. I was like, yeah, there's no doubts in my mind if I even had any to begin with after I took FTVM 150. It was the best course to increase my confidence in like editing, but also like just analyzing and understanding 
different types of medias that I'm just like so grateful for. It was, oh, and the best movie selections playlist too. I like just love doing everything for that course. Yeah, I I would second everything you had to say. I think your note about building confidence in editing is really true. We had a full five minute conversation about our love-hate relationship with Adobe before getting on this, but (laughs) it did build a lot of confidence and got me introduced to the platform, which I will forever be grateful for. And yeah, movie selection, there were some bangers and I liked it. I had seen nothing ahead of time. Like from any element of any of the course, I was like wholly uninvolved basically. Like I had knew none of the films. I knew like there was an episode of Community. I knew of Black Mirror. Hadn't seen either show. And even like the new media was entirely new as well. But I really liked everything. Do you have a favorite uh, piece of media that we viewed or consumed? Oh my gosh. That is a tough one. I think, oh my gosh. I loved Casablanca. That one like surprised me. Um, But oh my gosh, honestly, like every single time I watched something for FTVM, it just like became my new favorite. Like I was always like, oh, I watched this and I it's now my favorite. And then I would return back next week and then be like, oh, that's my new favorite. Um, Because it was like all so good. Dinner Party 2 was also a shocking one. I love that one too. Yeah, I feel like I loved Casablanca. It was like a sweet, fun movie. I liked how there were some like movies and films that really made you feel like unsettled is the wrong word, but like some of those movies that really made you think like Moonlight and things like that. And Dinner Party was another one of those where I just remember coming out of that before a discussion one morning I woke up I saw it was a pretty short film so I just watched the 10 minute thing like immediately out of bed like no coffee no nothing and that was a like jolt to my system where I just kind of put that down and like I was like okay like that that was a film but it was really cool it was really like this neat unsettling but cool experience I feel that yes yeah any any tips you would give to somebody going into FTVM 150 how to do well maybe how to craft like oh let's say the most entertaining FTVM audiovisual essay per se (laughs) i would say combine your passion with experimentation but i would say i always knew like I was passionate about DEI and exploring identity in different medias was like kind of where I found, I guess, something that sparked within me. And I'm like fairly new too to like the whole editing world. So just kind of being patient with myself and playing around with Adobe Premiere, that was where I found a little joy, a little frustration too, but (laughs) mostly joy. And yeah, I had a lot of fun with my audiovisual essays. So I think maybe that's the most important part too, having fun with it. I think so. I think that my favorite elements of it and the elements that I would, you know, professors or GSI, shout out to to Bailey Compton, was like (laughs) comment on would be like the stuff that I had fun with. The like little pop-ups of text that took me far too long to add in, but I was like, I need to say, I need to add in the bird noises to make this joke work. Like... And it was fun and it was cool to do those things. I feel that, yes. Yeah. Now, I'm going to jump into the questions I ask everybody on this show, which I'm so excited to ask you for, Amy. And the first one is, what is the most impactful piece of advice that somebody gave to you? Right. I think the most impactful piece of advice I ever received was from my mom, which was to seize every opportunity. Um, I think that is just the way that I live my life. Um, any new opportunity that comes, I'm always just like, I kind of open to it. And I, I think that's just how I approach life, just being open to everything. But yeah. Yeah, that's by far the Amy Douglas tagline is seize every opportunity of and it's so cool and I'm forever so proud of it. And I think that it's always fun like talk like talking to you about everything. I can see the thread, if that makes sense, like connecting everything, or like it all like really fits your character and who you are. So you are an, an inspiration at jumping at opportunities and really throwing yourself into things. 
which Thanks. makes me realize I completely missed chorus line. Hold up a minute. <laughs> we got to talk about chorus line. Um, <laughs> you were an assistant director for a chorus line, the musical production. How was that experience? What did you really take away from that? How did getting involved in live theater maybe differ from your work in film or band? And are you planning on like working more with theater productions in the future? Right. Oh my gosh. Working on a chorus line was a dream come true. Everyone that I worked with with that project is insanely talented and inspirational. I was so ecstatic when I got the opportunity to work as an assistant director for the production because the director, Chloe Cuff, um, was just always an inspiration to me because I've been kind of following up on her works a little bit on university before I committed to U Michigan. Um, so being a part of that, working with the best people, um, such as my partner, assistant director, Kate, and um, everyone, everyone, music directing, choreographer, the entire cast, so talented. And it is truly an experience that I will always hold with me. Um, it is was also an experience where I definitely also did learn a lot too. Um, I was always a part of the theater world, but I was more on like the acting side. I never directed theater specifically before. And so seeing theater in like a new lens in a way um, through directing, it was truly eye-opening. And I'm so grateful for that learning opportunity. And I'm definitely open to it considering, open to doing it again, like more opportunities for theater. Because the thing about theater that like nothing else has is that live connecting space that is just so vibrant. And I love that so, so, so much. And yeah, there's honestly no words to describe how the cast and just everyone in general lights up a stage and an entire venue. So yeah, um, it's definitely different from film, um, which I do love both. I believe both has its respective highlights. Um, theater, I just love because it combines music and my other passions in like a new way. So I, yeah, I would definitely be open to it again. Yeah, it was such a phenomenal show. Again, I feel like yeah, I I've paid you many compliments, but I cannot express just how cool it was to to see that put on stage and that you like were a big part and like had an impact on the show. And I'm just so proud of you. And it was such an amazing time. So bravo, Amy. Bravo. Thank you. <laughs> oh, of course, it was yeah, wonderful show. It is forever stuck in my head. And that's okay. Um, <laughs> like a little one singular sensation thing just kind of is on loop. But it's, it's so catchy. I love Chorus Line. Anyways, what is an ultimate tip for somebody going into school? I would say be patient with yourself. There is so much to learn, so much to do. And by being patient and open to all the lessons and experiences that you are going to undergo, that makes school, college, like the most engaging experience. Absolutely. Those are great pieces of advice. I think it balances with this, like, seize every opportunity, but also be patient. I really like that blend because I think there's a lot of times where, like, there's a lot of work that it comes to get these opportunities. And sometimes you'll find things also by happenstance kind of click together. And it's like, sometimes you have to kind of wait out for the right moment to strike, to jump on an opportunity. So, right. yeah. Definitely. Now, what is one dorm room essential, Amy? And it can or does not have to be a Where's Waldo poster. But I did love that. I have to thank my roommate for that poster. But I would say, after long consideration, it was definitely my string lights that I had. Up. So not only was I like a Polaroid girly throughout the entire school year. And so my string lights... 
um, Barry kindly held them up throughout the entire school year. But um, on top of that, just coming back later in the night or even having to navigate the whole dorm space late at night when it's dark and you don't want too much light because that's just going to be too blinding on the eyes. The string lights were like perfect for just like the perfect amount of lighting to navigate the room. And so I would highly recommend that, especially if it holds up little Polaroid pictures. Truly amazing. (laughs) um yeah i feel like also string lights are kind of easier and safer than like the led strip lights i'm saying this from experience because i learned the complications of removing led lights when i moved out of school because those guys (laughs) like to stick to all the walls and string lights i feel like have less like potential to uh rip some paint off with them i feel that yeah it was a moment but yeah (laughs) it was a moment now i'm curious your take on this i love asking the image people this question best dining hall on campus and or best bite of food that you had in the great Ann Arbor area. Ooh, um, best dining hall. I'm gonna represent North Quad. It's a small one, but it's a good one. Um, I feel as though North Quad was like a nice, safe staple for me throughout the school year um, that I can always rely on. But in the greater Ann Arbor world, my best bite. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, but I think I'm gonna have to represent Zingerman's because that that just like kind of is staple Ann Arbor to me. Um, I like. When I first came to Ann Arbor, it was Zingerman's and it kind of a little bit still is. But if we're going non-traditional, I would say the Raven is also really nice and the Jagged Fork. I love the Jagged Fork. I always go there. But yeah, I love the Jagged Fork so much. It's so good. It makes like every single time I go, it, it just makes me happy. So Jagged Fork phenomenal. I have not. What's the Raven? I don't know the Raven. The Raven? Um, Where is it? I think it's like on East Liberty Street, but I could be wrong about that. But it's a little like American like bar type restaurant. And like I always get like their burger because I don't know. I just love it. There's like I think like. It was just like this restaurant that my family and I just always went to like every single time I was like a senior in high school and like went up to Ann Arbor and it just became a staple. Um, But I like it a whole lot. Um, So yeah. If you're ever in the area, you should you should go. I recommend it. Yeah, that is fun. I have not. I think I recognize the outside of it now that I'm seeing pictures. But we'll have to we'll have to hit it up at some point. That was. It's funny you talk about like you had that like place you went to as a senior in high school because my family had the same one. But we did Manny Osteria. Like we'd always just go and get pizza from Manny when I would come and visit. So it's fun to have those places. Or yeah, I love that place. But yeah, I do too. And I love I love all of it. There's some good food in Arbor for sure. And you also second week in a row or second guest in a row to represent North Quad because Majid was on here said the exact same thing no way oh my gosh good taste good taste I I have to agree I think the one thing holding North Quad back is ours but I enjoyed it I would always go get breakfast before FTVM and it was great so solid dining hall yes yeah now Amy what is a moment from high school that you still think about I think I still think about my experiences in like marching band and a little bit of DECA because those moments just kind of I guess like they were a part of like my whole high school experience um I did them for like four years and so a part of me holds Holds on to like the senior year where everything is like wrapping up and everything is also just coming together. It's like, wow, what a journey. This is like kind of where it all built up to. And I don't know. I, I think I just still hold on to them. I think about them because there's a lot of personal pride and congratulations there. And so, yeah, makes me always smile. Yeah, I relate to that a lot, especially with the marching band one. Like I just I still think back to those those last marching band games and all those 
those little like cinematic moments that happened in the senior year marching band and football season it was very fun times now can you explain to let's just say the audience and not the other person on the zoom call who should know what DECA means but like what exactly is DECA it was not ever at my high school or maybe other people's high schools because it's definitely not me who doesn't know what DECA is but what was DECA? DECA is like this big business club that has like every subject in it, ranging from entrepreneurship, retail marketing to accounting principles, which is like what I studied in DECA. And so it was this organization and basically you would compete on different levels, like regional, state, national slash international um, within your subject. And so I guess going through that, learning more about your subjects as you continue on each year, get to like see how far that progress gets you. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, DECA's it's something that I feel like a lot of people at Ross always talked about and I was always just too afraid to ask. <laughs> that's a really cool club. I, w- I think that would have been a really fun thing to have been a part of. So yeah. <laughs> F- final couple questions. And I love asking music people. This one is what is a song that got you through high school, college, a period of school? What songs did you put on a school survival playlist? Ooh, this one is going to be a little odd, but I feel like what got me through school was Party Favors by Tanaji. It was my everything. It was my morning alarm. It was the song I played in the shower. It was the song I played with everything. I don't know why, but it's just one of those songs I just never did and could grow tired of. And it's just my hype song. I just need it if I I need a pick me up or a boost in general tanashi got me tanashi got you it is on the playlist now i just added it i actually have to listen to it myself because i don't know at least not actively can i think of what the song is but now i'm excited to listen to it so yeah i love those good like classic just like those staple pieces of music it's always fun to like think back on those and you even like to listen back to what your old staples were and either like you know be like man that song still holds up or like what was my music taste as a junior like i can't tell you why was i listening to these things um so either way they're very fun now finally amy what would you tell your freshman self in high school and your freshman or first year self in college for high school i would say enjoy the journey um high school all the upperclassmen say like everything works out at the end and as i'm moving on to my second year in college that is most definitely true so enjoy the time that you have in the four years do not rush it enjoy each and every moment of it because high school has so much to offer so just enjoying it um I would highly recommend that and for my college self my first year self um the biggest advice also comes from people who are older than me um and advice that I should have listened to when I was first presented it but I was a bit stubborn I guess and that is while you can do anything you cannot do everything um so Um, I believe college is just a time where you get to learn about yourself a bit more. Um, And while there's so, there's so, so, so many opportunities that you are given, um, but also give yourself a bit of grace to enjoy things kind of outside of those opportunities, such as maybe getting some time alone and learning more about yourself or relaxing and hanging out with friends in your social life. Because college, it takes more effort to balance all of the worlds together, social, personal, academic. And so giving yourself grace and patience is very very important it absolutely is it's a great piece of advice that 
by 10,000% echo. It's really easy to get sucked into like one element of your college world, whether it is like full social, it is like full academic or full extracurricular. I feel like you got to put in a lot of work and effort to like really make all of those kind of click together nicely. So I completely agree with that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, Amy, we made it. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. My final, final secret question is you have anything to plug or share or promote any place you want me to, to shout out? Ooh, um, not at the moment, but there are some works that I will be working on. But for now, I guess if you want to connect with me, you can connect with me at amy.jadd on Instagram or on LinkedIn at amy-douglas21. So yeah. Absolutely. Check her out on all the socials. LinkedIn in particular, I got to shout out the LinkedIn. So <laughs> it's hopping over there. It's a good, there's just, there's so many great certifications that you can look through, some wonderful history and experience, some some great LinkedIn posts of one of which I was honored to be included in. And I'm still forever thankful of that. So thank Thank you, Amy. Thank you for all all of the things. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna keep slaying at school, I can tell you that much. But yeah, thank you. And thank you, listener, for listening to another episode of the Student Council. My name is Ben Carter Dvorak. That is Ben, Amy Douglas over there. Amy, any other final parting words before we head out of here? Uh, no, thanks for listening. It was nice talking. And yeah, continue watching the Student Council because it's the best podcast out there. You're so sweet, Amy. Thank you so much. <laughs> if you want to find Student Council, our Instagram is at StucoPod. First, connect with Amy and all of her socials and platforms. If you want to email us, our email is StucoPod at gmail.com. Wishing you the best of luck and the best of times in all of your educational endeavors. Student Council is adjourned. <laughs>